0: Welcome to Devash Lafi. and we are in Revelation chapter 1, of course, the Apocalypse, Temple Imagery. This week begins the area of the uh, Torah where we talk about the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the sanctuary, the tabernacle of God, the uh, dwelling place for God. God spends a lot of time giving Moses instructions on the tabernacle and beginning with uh, Exodus, uh, chapter twenty, let's see, four twenty-five, uh, and and there's actually a couple chapters in this week's parsha, and then later on in Exodus, a lot of time spending on the the items, the details of the constructing a place where he could dwell, where he would dwell among us. Uh, interestingly enough, more t- more spent time spent on that than on than scripture that's spent on the creation itself of the universe. So very important part. And there's ta- there's temple imagery, even though that's the Mishkan, the tabernacle. Same idea, temple t- tabernacle Mishkan, and later uh, Beit Hamikdash or temple. And this temple or tabernacle imagery is used in right here by John. So again, as I said, very Old Testament work. It says, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me in verse 12, and I saw seven golden menorot, lampstands. He's not talking about flashlights. He's not talking about uh, table lamps. He's talking about menorahs, uh, lampstands in the temple or tabernacle. And these are, uh, and in the midst of them is, one like the Son of Man. He sees the Messiah, Yeshua, is there. And so here is Messiah who is clothed with the robe and the belt around his chest and his hair and head white like wool, white like snow. His eyes a flame of fire, those piercing eyes. His feet like polished bronze refined in the furnace. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters. You know, the waterfalls. We have so many gorgeous waterfalls in Tennessee. I only seen a few of them, been to a few of them and in a few of them and I'd like to get to more, I hope this summer, hope maybe we could take, I'd love to take some others like a group, you know, congregational trips uh, to them. Always wish we can do that, more, more of those. Uh, Ezekiel 43 verse 2 says and behold the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the east his voice was like the sound of many waters so here John is echoing what Ezekiel says of God's voice the sound of many waters rushing waters, powerful the earth was radiant with his glory it says Ezekiel says and John uh, goes on and says and having in his right hand seven stars seven stars in verse 16 in his right hand he held seven stars and these stars uh i believe are the shepherds of the flocks the shepherds of these seven congregations uh and his picture of he how he holds the roim the roim the shepherds the the pastors the the congregational leaders in his hands uh and we'll go into this more actually there's 3 three possible interpretations of what these these could mean but that's my my take and others takes on a few others scholars that i respect highly he has sovereign control over the assemblies they're in his hand the the stars are in his hand the menor the the uh the congregations are in his control the assemblies he has protection over he's they're in his protection he is protecting them and these they could be these messengers bringing the scrolls to the assemblies very possibly as well messengers bringing the communicating the the Word of God to the assemblies either way uh, as we'll see in verse 20 but out of his mouth verse 16 says a very powerful verse in his right hand seven out of his mouth came forth a sharp two-edged sword a sharp two-edged sword now that sounds very familiar to us that know the Word of God that that know that verse in Hebrews 4 12 the Word of God is like a sharp two-edged sword right Uh, out of his mouth is a two-edged sword proceeding proceeding and uh, when he returns he's going to it says he comes with the sword out of his mouth in chapter 19 verses 15 and 21 when Yeshua is returning now listen to this, Isaiah, this is where he takes it from. Isaiah 49 verse two, he made my mouth, he made my mouth, who's speaking here? He made my mouth, whose mouth? Like a sharp sword, like a sharp sword. Well, this is one of the psalms regarding, uh, the servant psalms of Isaiah. And the servant is either the Messiah or it's Israel. In some cases, when Isaiah speaks about the servant, Abdi, my servant, God's servant. Uh, it is Israel. In other cases, it's clearly Yeshua, the Messiah. It's the Messiah. He's the servant of God, and Israel is servant. Sometimes their destiny is so intertwined. Sometimes it can be either one of them, and they they have a similar destiny. And they're very. It's very intertwined. Now Hebrews four twelve, then. For the Word of God is alive and powerful, living and active, alive and powerful, sharper and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation, the dividing asunder, separation of soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, right to the heart of the bone. Wow, the joints and marrow. And it's able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart that's what God's Word there's nothing else on this planet that can do that but the Word of God think about it. no other book no other piece of literature no other nothing else that anyone communicates only the Word of God the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God Ephesians 6 17 says only the Word of God is can do that now and we remember Yeshua's life we think of how his words many times, oftentimes, did exactly that. His words cut through every bit of pretense. His words would cut through every bit of superficiality. Anything that was superficial and phony, his words pierced through it. They cut through it. His words oftentimes upset people, challenged people, because they exposed the the heart. They expose the intentions of the heart, like it says here. And the purpose that God's word does that is to mature, is to bring someone into maturity. And think of some of these sayings. I wrote down some of the sayings that Yeshua said. They all have if interesting context, but when Yeshua's words did this, how about you give them something to eat? How about when he said that to his disciples? Remember? They, they were they said, we need to go get all this food, and we need to get this bread, because we have so many people, we can't feed them. And he said, you give them something to eat. That was pretty blunt, wasn't it? Pretty, pretty just blunt. Now, it didn't seem maybe so kind. So, you know, he could have said, well, couldn't you do it? But he just said, you give them something to eat. Your job, that's your job. Why don't you trust God? Why don't you turn to God? And why don't you believe God for a miracle? Uh, how about this one? Haven't you read what David did when he became hungry and those with him, when they were accusing him, when they were criticizing him? He said, "Haven't for eating on the Shabbat, plucking the grains, the kernels of wheat, in the field." And he said, "Haven't you read? Are you don't what's are you so dull? Haven't you read? Are you are you so ignorant of the scriptures?" And that was really an insult to them because they were supposed to be very learned in the scriptures. He said, "Haven't you read?" What's, what, you know, what's, what's, what's the problem with you? You haven't read what David did when he became hungry and those with him that they ate from the sanctuary. They took the food from the sanctuary. And uh, how about this one? Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he said, they hear the word of God and keep it. Who are my brothers? That was when they came to him and they said, your brother and your brothers, they need to see you now, Yeshua. They need to see you now. And he, instead of letting them interrupt him, he said, "I must be about my father's business." That was another actual situation. I must be about my father's business. Again, the word of God in you know seemingly very, very not too pleasing to the flesh. But he said, "Who is my mother and who are my brothers?" That seemed very insulting to his mother and brothers, but it wasn't. He wasn't disrespecting them. He was putting people. He was helping people understand the heavenly calling and priorities or man who made me a judge or arbitrary or arbitrator over you who made me an, a, a judge or an arbitrator when someone came and wanted him to deal with these with someone and settled the issue said be, you know get into the argument and he said I'm not your judge I'm not an arbitrator he said you settle it you deal with it or how about this one foxes and dens foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head foxes have dens, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He said, if you're going to follow me, he says, get ready. It's not always going to be easy. You're not always going to have a place to put your head. There's going to be times of sleeplessness. Uh, or the toughest one, one of the, one of the toughest quotes of Yeshua, let the dead bury their own dead. Very tough, very tough, When uh, with, regarding the funeral. Let the dead bury their dead. So Yeshua, it says the Spirit, it is the Spirit who gives life, he said. The flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you, they are Spirit and they are life. They are Spirit and they are life. The intention and the aim of the Word of God through the Holy Spirit is to bring us life. Not death, but life through God's Spirit. Life. But life comes, God's life listen, God's life comes out of, through death. God's life only comes, it's resurrection life. We have to come through death to come into God's life. So it must bring me into my death, death to self, the loss of my life. If I lose my life, I will find it. And that's what the Word of God does. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Ouch, it hurts, but oh, how beautiful. It brings healing. It brings life and maturity and prepares me to know God, enables me to know God and prepares me for uh, my inheritance. And so this is the, 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 the sword of his mouth. I'm going to stop there and we'll continue with Revelation chapter one, uh, probably tomorrow. So shalom.